This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Wednesday afternoon, December 20th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. What is a Roth IRA, and does it make sense to have one? We'll talk about that in our next segment. But first, Social Security is giving retirees a raise next year, but experts say it's not enough to meet the soaring cost of living. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Brian. Brian Westbury, Chief Economist with First Trust Advisors in Wheaton. Brian, thank you for joining us today. And the uh, Social Security is indexed to the uh, cost of living. And in the last couple of years, uh, Social Security recipients have seen a nice little bump in their benefits, uh, but it was trying to keep pace with the increase in prices as we came out of COVID. Uh, A 3% and change raise for 2024, but uh, a lot of experts say it's not enough. Yeah. Uh, well, it, Rob, it all depends, and, and it's good to be with you. Uh, it all depends on, you know, what your basket of goods really is. And we have to remember that uh, that in the consumer price index, which is what they use to adjust the Social Security, uh, things have different weights. But, uh, for example, health care costs, have gone up a lot faster than other prices in the economy um, in, in, gosh, for decades. And if you're older, and which people that receive Social Security are, uh, you have a lot more health care spending than other people do. So, so these indexes aren't always perfect. Uh, and, and as a result, a lot of people find that their living standards go down even if uh, their benefits, the Social Security payments, are going up by the CPI. I hope it, I hope that made sense, but it really depends on what you buy. And uh, uh, new uh, uh, retirees aren't buying new homes as much because they live in their home, uh, but they are buying a lot of health care, which uh, those prices are going up faster than other prices. So a lot of times they're not taken care of as much as they should be. Well, Brian, that uh, lived experience question regarding people and inflation, uh, people of all ages and how they inter- interact with the economy, uh, brings us into our next uh, discussion topic, which is about uh, consumer confidence levels, which are on the rise. And there has been a great deal of debate in economic and public policy circles, Brian, about uh, how come people aren't feeling an economy that is, according to the statistics, uh, better than it was before and maybe uh, better than it has been in quite some time. And and part of that is the uh, psychological sting of the last two years of price increases. And even though inflation is going down by the numbers, uh, people are still living with it. Yeah, you know, and the, there's this is an important point I, I want to make on the side of this. Inflation going down means we have lower in, lower 
price increases or slower price increases than we did before. It does not mean prices are actually coming down. Yes, some of them are. Uh, gasoline prices are lower than they were a year ago. But as we just talked about, healthcare costs, housing, rents, all of those uh, food prices are all still up. So it, it's just we, we have to realize that inflation tries to measure a big basket of things. And I think a lot of the problems that consumers are having with confidence about the economy, with think, believing things are headed in the wrong direction, is that wage gains have barely kept up with inflation. And it all depends on what income uh, bracket you are in. Um, some people are experiencing declines. They have less purchasing power than they used to. And we just came off a period where people were getting money from the government um, over and over and over again, and then that stopped. And now we also have student loan repayments uh, uh, picking back up. People no longer are, are uh, have a moratorium on paying rents. And so I, I call what, ha what we did during COVID, I call it giving morphine to an economy. The locking down the economy was kind of like having a car accident and breaking your leg. And then we give you morphine and you don't feel the pain. And then when the morphine wears off, the pain starts to show up. So I, 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 st I still believe, you didn't ask me this, but I still believe we're going to have a recession uh, as the morphine, if you will, wears off. Uh, and that's one of the people, one of the reasons people are worried about the economy today. Brian Westbury, Chief Economist, First Trust Advisors in Wheaton. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, what's a Roth IRA and is it a sensible choice? Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's part one of Personal Finance Wednesday, and today we're looking at the financial advantages of a Roth IRA conversion. We welcome Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president of Everett Wealth Solutions in Forest Park, the author of the book, The Prescription for a Healthy Retirement. Chris, thank you for joining us today. And before we talk about the potential financial advantages of converting your savings into a Roth IRA, uh, what is a Roth IRA? IRA, and more importantly, Chris, who's Roth? <laughs> so a Roth IRA is an investment account that grows tax-free. You fund it either with money that you have in a taxable brokerage account or CD or savings account, because you've already paid tax on that, or you can pull money out of your pre-tax traditional IRA that's never been taxed, pull it out pay tax on it, and fund the Roth IRA. If you do that, that Roth IRA will grow tax-free for the rest of your life. It's a beautiful strategy. So the bottom line is uh, if you convert to a Roth, uh, you pay the tax man now and uh, not later. And uh, given the way that uh, dollars eventually get cheaper over time, you could be uh, uh, limiting, uh, really limiting your tax hit. Absolutely can. And, you know, in America, we have this normalcy bias where we think everything's going to be fine. You know, uh, you just said Brian Westbury on. He talked about morphine um, being kind of how we're, we have morphine in our economy. We think everything's going to be OK. But really, underneath, we're broken. Perfect example. We owe $33.9 trillion. That's our national debt level. 
if you were going to refinance that debt, there's the, the U.S. has 4.4 trillion in revenue that they could use to refinance three point. Let's call it 34 trillion dollars. If there was no interest and they stopped spending like drunken sailors, we could pay that debt off in about eight years. It's a little under eight years. The problem is there's interest rate. There's continued spending. I don't know when we're ever going to get out of debt. And if you're not careful, then by the time 2016 comes around, when taxes are already going to go higher, because that's when the Trump tax cuts expire. Jan 1, 2026, your rates are going to go up, let's say, 17% on average. Well, why not take advantage of the tax cuts that are currently available this year, 2024 and 2025, and get some of that money moved into a tax-free container? I just think it's just a no-brainer decision. Obviously, you have to do some analysis. You've got to make sure you're not overpaying in a, the next tax bracket. Get some consultation on that. But it's a it's a wonderful window right now to take advantage of a Roth IRA. Well, you see, I know you misspoke, but when you said uh, when 2016 rolls around, I said, well, I got to go put some money on the Cubs. <laughs> That's what I got to do if 2016 is rolling around. Uh, 2026, yeah. <laughs> very quickly, though, um, how easy is it to convert your existing retirement savings accounts into a Roth? Oh, it's so easy. Just talk to your advisor or your custodian. They'll happily help you change that. Just remember, anything you pull out of your existing IRA that has never been taxed, you're going to have to pay tax on that in the year that you do the conversion. And then they'll roll it over to a Roth IRA. Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president of Everett Wealth Solutions in Forest Park. Thanks for joining us today. It's 1214. Coming up next, warning signs associated with school-offered credit cards. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. College students and their parents should be aware of red flags surrounding school-offered credit cards, and some carry high fees through college partnerships. Joining us with some key advice is Ted Rossman, industry analyst, creditcards.com based in New York. Ted, thank you for joining us today. Uh, and if you have a college-age student, maybe home now uh, for Christmas break, it could be as good a time as any to have a discussion about uh, the wisdom of using a credit card on campus and uh, some of the traps to avoid. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's an important point that even if your college is offering some sort of branded credit card or bank account, one, you probably don't have to use that. And two, it may not be the best deal. It kind of reminds me of other marketing schemes, like maybe a credit card with your favorite sports team on it. That may not always be the best deal. I think sometimes we need to separate our affiliation with the financial products we choose. And if you're a parent and you might remember your own college experience, I mean, I was my, my college years were in the late 90s back when uh, dinosaurs roamed the earth. And, and back in those days uh, on the campus of Marquette University, I'm guessing on the campuses of, of, of many college campuses across the country, uh, they had the, 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 college, the credit card booth uh, where if you signed up for a credit card, no questions asked, uh, you got a free t-shirt and a card. And then uh, more often than not, a lot of people learn the hard way that a credit card was not free money. That's something I hear a lot from Gen Xers. Yeah, thankfully, credit card marketers have been pushed off college campuses. That took place in 2010 when the Card Act took effect. 
But yeah, there are so many stories of people that signed up for their first credit card on the quad. Maybe there was a small incentive like a Frisbee or a T-shirt or something else. You just need to be really careful. Sometimes I don't even think people realize they're signing up for credit cards. I think actually the current day comparison is maybe a store credit card where you hear like, hey, do you want to save 20% off today's purchase? And you think, well, yeah, why not? And then you don't realize that's tied to a credit card that may have a 30% interest rate. So I think it's good advice really throughout the spectrum to think through that total cost of ownership. Um, It's less of a thing on college campuses, at least with the physical booth. It is still a thing, though, with mailings and emails and other sort of pushes to sign up for things. So we need to be careful about that. Now, at the same time, though, it is the smart play. It helps you build credit and it is a hedge against uh, fraudulent transactions. So it's in your best interest as a college student to probably have one. So how do you become a smart shopper and uh, get cards that can benefit you as a college student? I love the idea of getting a student credit card because, like you said, you can build credit. That's the big thing at that stage. I wouldn't worry so much about rewards. Honestly, you're probably not spending enough to make them super lucrative at that stage anyway. I think it's all about building credit and avoiding fees. So a few cards that I like, Bank of America, for example, has their unlimited cash rewards card. There's a specific version for students that gives 1% or 1.5% cash back on everything. Capital One Quicksilver, they have a student card, 1.5% on everything. Chase has one called the Freedom Rise that, again, is 1.5% on everything with no annual fee. I think those are really good starting points. Ted Rossman, industry analyst, creditcards.com in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead, initiating a candid financial conversation with your college freshman. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. It's the busiest weekend of the year at Chicago's airports. The White House negotiates a prisoner swap with Venezuela. We'll have a midweek check on the markets. And does your college kid need a reset on their finances? More ahead on Personal Finance Wednesday on the Noon Business Hour. WBBM Business. The markets are higher. The Dow is up 48 points. The NASDAQ is up 57. The S&P P500 is up 7. We have 40 degrees right now in Chicago under mostly sunny skies. Topping out at 44 today. It's 1231. Topping our news at the half hour. Today is expected to be the busiest travel day at Chicago's airports with millions expected to pass through O'Hare and Midway through January 2nd. Chicago Department of Aviation spokeswoman Georgia Ree Godfrey says with the increased traffic at the airports, it's important to arrive early. We don't want anyone to miss those opportunities to see grandma and have that family family time. So make sure you're giving yourself enough time. When we say leave two hours early, we mean we want you at the airport two hours before your flight. Don't leave your house two hours before. Give it because you never know. Traffic may happen. There could be an accident on the highway. Travelers are also encouraged to go to flychicago.com to see real-time updates on Chicago's airports before heading out for their flights. The Biden administration has released a close ally of Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro from prison as part of a prisoner swap in return. Maduro is expected to free Americans currently detained in Venezuela. The details from CBS News correspondent Ed O'Keefe. The Maduro ally is a Colombian-born man named Alex Nain Saab Moran, who was charged in Florida in 2019 for money laundering and was arrested in 2020 while traveling in Cabo Verde en route to Iran. He pleaded not guilty and his attorneys have since been trying to get his case dismissed by claiming diplomatic immunity. At least eight, if not more, Americans are expected to be released from Venezuelan jails. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. The markets are higher today, and joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Art Hogan, chief market strategist, B. Riley Financial, based in New York. Art, thank you for joining us today, and as you no doubt heard uh, in our bottom of the hour newscast, a lot of people are heading to the airports and heading out of town and i'm guessing chicago is not alone in that trend so are we going to see uh, trading volumes uh, drop precipitously between now and friday yeah you know from your lips to god's ears i think you're actually correct robin and it's not unusual this time of year as a matter of fact we head into one of the slowest uh stretches uh, of the year after today and tomorrow you'll, you'll you'll see volumes get cut in half and that'll certainly be true in the in the time frame between Christmas and New Year's. But what's interesting about that is the official Santa Claus rally starts after Christmas. And and it feels as though the market decided to beat the Christmas rush this year and give us a nice little rally into the Christmas holiday, because we've certainly seen a large, broad rally post uh, October and, and through the month of November. And that that continues even here today. One of the big debates that's been taking place on uh, on social media, on the former Twitter, uh, especially among economists and uh, and business analysts, is this idea of of the vibe session that uh, sentiment is not really reflecting the reality of the improving economy and the improving situation with regard to inflation and the fact that a soft landing engineered by the Fed is actually within sight. But today, now we're getting some numbers that suggest that uh, consumer sentiment is starting to reflect the lines on the graph. And can that sustain itself? I sure think it can. And not just today's uh, consumer confidence number, but last week's Michigan sentiment uh, report 
was uh, was clearly much more positive than it had been anticipated. So I think that's a very good sign, right? It takes a while for that to settle in. For example, if you know you've been complaining about gasoline prices and you haven't noticed that they've been down for um, 80 days in a row or 74 days in a row, then you're you're missing something. But it finally clicks in, and it, when you stop focusing on the price of eggs and start focusing on things that really matter to you, you'll notice that things have certainly improved. As a matter of fact, a lot of things have gotten back to their pre-pandemic levels, especially building materials, lumber industrial metals, et cetera. So, yeah, I think the economy is doing much better. I think it, it's, it's a lot easier to get upset when things get bad versus how quickly we adjust and are feeling better about things as they get better. I think it's a natural human instinct. But uh, I, it's certainly starting to settle in, and, I, and it, especially if people start looking at their 401k balances at the end of the year and they see that they recovered most of the losses from 2022 and are actually doing better than they anticipated coming into this year. I think all of that helps, right? And what it really drives is, the consumer and the consumer is about uh, two thirds of the U.S. economy, so that's really important. So as we head into the new year, you've got a confident, well-employed consumer whose house is worth more than it was two years ago, and, and, and clearly feels like things are getting better. And it sounds like the name of the game for uh, traders and investors as we head into 2024 is uh, parsing uh, Jay Powell's phrasing to see if uh, if he can tip the exact timing of an interest rate cut. Yeah, I'll tell you this, Rob. I think what's going to be more important in 24 is not when the Fed cuts, it's why they cut. And, and the why can really be one of two things. The, the, the Fed gets to a point where inflation has gotten close enough to their target that they feel are too restrictive. And that would be cutting for the right reasons. The wrong reason or the, 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 the reason that would be bad for markets is that the Fed feels like the economy's going off a cliff and they feel like they have to cut rates to stimulate economic growth. And clearly, that's the wrong reason. So I think it's much more important about the why. And I think the why is going to be landed squarely on the former, where the Fed at the end of the first half says, hey, inflation is getting pretty darn close to our target. And we're still ultra restrictive time for us to take our foot off the brake. Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist, B. Riley Financial, based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, starting an open and honest financial conversation with college students. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Personal Finance Wednesday, Part 2. College freshmen often overspend their first semester, and this forces many parents to step in and help them reset their finances mid-year. Joining us to discuss is Mark Horner, Wealth Advisor at Fairhaven Wealth Management in Wheaton. Find them online, fairhavenwealth.com. Mark, thank you for joining us today. And uh, it happens to every college freshman. You go off and you experience an almost unprecedented level of freedom. You can do anything, you can go anywhere, you can buy anything at any time of the day or night. And uh, that possibility was, uh, w- was, was very apparent. Uh, my freshman year of college, 25 years ago, and I'm guessing. Uh, it's a lot easier to buy things today with just the flick of a credit card. Yes, it is. And you, you described that very well, Rob. And so uh, we are big fans of encouraging, and I'm speaking for myself as well with my own lovely four children who have gone, most of which have gone off to college, in, in trying to put some guardrails on that spending experience while also helping them learn how to, how to manage that spending process. And so one way that we do that is to draw a distinction between credit cards and debit cards. And so credit cards are tools uh, sometimes of mass destruction that you can just get into a whole bunch of financial trouble because you can rack up bills that then can take a long time to to pay off. And then if you don't make payments, that debt 
follows you for a long, long time. So it can spiral out of control. Debit cards that are hooked up to a bank account that has a specific dollar amount in that bank account has got nice features of just natural guardrails of helping kids learn how to not overspend their money each month. And and what is you know when 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 you have a child who comes home from college and they say, uh, Mom, Dad, I think I need a a little bit of help in paying this credit card bill. Uh, what is the size of the credit card bill, and what do they spend their money on? Is it a lot of online purchases? Is is it a lot of pizza deliveries? Is it that kind of thing? It it is. It's yeah. What we've seen, I'll speak from my own experience again at home. It's not a whole bunch of uh, charges at the library. It's it's going out with it's going out with their buddies and having a good time, which is all part of the college experience. So important to strike a balance with the kids that that uh, to not come down too hard on them. But uh, but yeah, I've seen I've seen balances all over the all over the map. And so that another feature of this debit card idea is if you are, you the parent are a co signer on the account that the debit card is hooked up to, you can go in there in real time and keep a, keep an eye on what Johnny or Susie is spending their and spending their money on and maybe react in real time instead of waiting for them to come home on the holidays when you're glad to see them and and having the the difficult budgeting and financial conversation with them. Outside of the debit card discussion, which is very much a uh, 2023 spin on what I termed to be a 1998 problem, which was uh, I didn't have a credit card in college, but uh, I did go to school in Wisconsin, and uh, back then the time machine, which was the Wisconsin name for the ATM, was across the street. If you wanted to to go anywhere or do anything, you had to get some cash and go spend it, and once the cash was gone... it was over. Um, but what are some other things you can talk about as far as budgeting is concerned about uh, maybe some some smart purchases or just uh, ways of recognizing the value of a dollar when it comes to that late night pizza delivery? Well, so I, one thing, so the opposite side of the, the spectrum in terms of in terms of spending is encouraging the kids to save. And so if they do have if they do have a part time job while they're at school or birthday money, Christmas money, uh, any any other any other cash that might come in is setting up some incentives for the kids to just not spend every single nickel that comes into the checking account. And so again, one thing that we've done with our kids is set up a matching program with their savings account, so that money that they might be getting here for Christmas over the over the weekend, if they put fifty bucks in into their savings account, mom and dad will match that as an incentive for them to. Delay, delay that spending impulse, and and again, learn learn how to manage the the day to day responsibilities of money, both both spending and saving. And in in some ways, and I'm just reminiscing now, Mark, and that is, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot more stuff available to you as far as online purchases are concerned, but. Uh, I could do some real damage at the CD store in the mall back in the day, and and that's gone. <laughs> that's 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 ancient history. Well, uh, I don't know about that. It's gotten worse. The CD store is in your is in all of our pockets, in our phone, and with all these different apps hooked up to a credit card that make it very easy to overspend just by a few clicks of the clicks of the button. So it's 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 really important to get the get the kids uh, on this topic early. Talk about it candidly and openly with the kids. Again, don't come down too hard on them when they make mistakes because they're guaranteed to make mistakes, just like the two of us 
uh, made mistakes as young people. But but really talking about the talking about these issues, how to act responsibly, and then setting up guardrails to help them the, the best you can. Mark Horner, Wealth Advisor, Fairhaven Wealth Management in Wheaton. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Oil prices have surged higher as global trade fears and Middle East tensions escalate with Houthi attacks on ships. Joining us with the latest is Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst with the Price Group and the Fox News Business Contributor based in Chicago. Phil, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Oil trading at about uh, $73.69 a barrel right now, so uh, up just a couple of bucks over the last uh, few weeks or so, and this uh, reflects that tension in the Middle East. It really does. I mean, Rob, because if you look at what's happening, it's one of the most important transit routes for the global economy. I mean, if you look at a daily basis, 12% of global supplies of everything that we need goes through uh, the Red Sea and the Suez Canal and about 10% of U.S. oil and natural gas supplies. So this could be a huge big deal. Now, one of the things, of course, that are keeping the markets calm today, U.S. oil production hit a record high of 13.3 million barrels a day. But the truth is the the trend for oil and gasoline prices more than likely are going to continue to be higher. And we probably have seen the lows for the year, if not for next year as well. And there's a little bit of an uptick uh, in the price of gas uh, on the way. Is this uh, a result of the uh, attacks on shipping in the Red Sea? Uh, is that is that reflecting that? Is, is that going to drive a, an increase in, oil, in in gasoline prices? It is. I mean, there's no doubt about it. When it you know when the cost of crude oil is the most important factor in the price of gasoline, when that price goes up, you're going to see that impact gasoline. But there are other reasons for the prices to go back up. Seasonally, we see a big drop, you know, right around Thanksgiving. Traditionally, into the new year, prices start to go back up. And to be honest with you, the the demand for gasoline has been pretty solid. U.S. economy is not falling apart. We're not in a recession. And if you kind of, you know, push things out a few months, we expect to see the supplies of gasoline remain tight. And the reason why we see that is we're hearing from the refiners that the demand for gasoline is extremely strong, and that's going to keep the market tight as we get into spring and, of course, the upcoming summer driving season. And the one thing that seems to be working in our favor, at least uh, at this point in time, is the weather. Uh, We have a a mild Christmas week, at the very least, in the Midwest. And you might recall a year ago around this time, uh, there was that that winter storm that was cold, dropped some snow on Chicago ahead of Christmas, and then, of course, uh, snarled the entire uh, air traffic system, but it also uh, put a dent in refinery capacity. It sure did, and and um, I, I still shouldn't have put my uh, tongue on the, uh, the the street lamp. I'm telling you, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. What a difference a year makes, right? And 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 that's one of the things that really have kept global oil prices low. You know, if you look at last winter when we had the war in Ukraine start to unfold, there were supplies were tight. You know, Mother Nature really bailed out the globe. You know, we had a warmer than normal winter, and this year we're starting off that way. And you know, it's kind of interesting. I look at different weather. Services 
services. There's a big debate as to whether winter is going to come at all, whether it's going to get real cold or real warm. And, and the debate is really heating up. It's sort of like that old cartoon, you know, uh, about Santa Claus. You know, is he going to come to town when the heat miser and the uh, snow miser got into a big fight? That's what the weather forecasts are telling me. And as an oil trader, doesn't make it easy for me when I have to, you know, uh, project prices based on the weather. So it's, it's becoming more difficult. Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst with The Price Group, a Fox Business News contributor based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.